Lake Effect continues on Milwaukee Public Radio. I'm Bonnie North. And I'm Mitch Tyke. Growing food doesn't always occur in the country. From city-based commercial operations like growing power to personal backyard or even balcony herb and vegetable gardens, urban agriculture in Wisconsin's largest city is booming. But no matter where they are, the one thing all gardens have in common is the need for pollination. And when we think of pollination, most of us think of honeybees. The rooftop of Redeemer Lutheran Church on 19th and Wisconsin is host to three flourishing hives, and Maggie Stang is one of the people who helps maintain them. Stang joined me in the studio early this week to explain how she became an apiarist. I just graduated from Marquette University, and during my time at Marquette, I helped out at a meal program at a church called Redeemer Lutheran Church on 19th in Wisconsin, and we have a lunch meal program most days of the week for anybody in the neighborhood who needs a warm lunch. One day, I was there finishing up, cleaning up with some of the other students, and the pastor there, Pastor Lisa, said to me, do you want to come meet the bees on the roof? I was like, what are you talking about? And so we went up to the roof, and there I saw a beehive, and I met a beekeeper named Charlie and he was speaking about the bees in such wonderful mystical terms and explaining the ways that they pollinate our neighborhood and really from that moment on I was absolutely hooked. Um, Did you know anything about bees before that? I, I knew the minor stuff that most people know you know know that they're important for pollination but then I didn't I didn't know the extent to which they were so important and also how just um, amazing they are and their communities are. Um, and then I heard a few months later that the church was hoping to get some of the meal program guests involved in the beekeeping on the roof. Um, and that's when I knew that it was something that I needed to be involved in because I really loved that that meal program and had gotten to know a lot of people there. So this is agriculture and social justice all rolled into one. Yeah, it's we definitely try to keep it community-oriented as much as about bees. So... You you have a couple of hives up on the roof. How much honey does that produce? So we have three hives on the roof, and each hive is a different type of hive. So one is called a top bar hive, which is best for educational purposes. Uh, produces a little bit less honey versus a Langstroth box hive. It's kind of what you picture, you know, those white boxes stacked on top of each other, people in bee suits. And then you lift up. You the, lift up those and put another one underneath. And mm-hmm. those can produce, you know, gosh, a given... You're up to, you know, 100 you know, pounds of honey, more or less. Um, kind of depends where you are and what the year looks like. So we do jar and, and sell that honey out of the church, but some a lot of our work focuses on the community education aspect. So how are people reacting? I mean, most people think of bees as things to stay away from. Right. You know, particularly if they've grown up in a city, you don't want to be stung, and you think this is just some insect that's going to hurt me. Definitely, and I think that a big part of it is what we do is we try to explain the situation. We kind of explain to people that given our current agricultural system, where the bees are out in our fields, where we practice agriculture, it's actually harmful for them for a variety of reasons. The bees are dying and they're being weakened. And so in reality, even though you wouldn't assume it, our urban areas and our cities have more biodiversity and are more abundant and offer a more diverse diet for the bees than you'd think. So when we practice urban beekeeping, we're creating healthier bees and allowing people to have a better idea of where their food comes from and kind of think about, you know, is my food local? Where am I getting that from? Is my food as healthy as I think it is? And kind of brings people together around those conversations as well. So we try to explain kind of holistically the whole situation and kind of lure people up to the roof to say, you got to meet them. You know, they're not going to bug you. They're actually defensive. And unless they feel threatened, they might they might throw you a sting, but usually not. 
And when we describe to people that it's an issue that involves every single one of us, we all eat, we all value our fruits and veggies, then people feel kind of immediately included. And when I explain, you know, how magical they are, they kind of get a little sense of curiosity. And overcoming that fear on the roof is something that's really special to witness. Talk a little bit about that magic. What makes them magical? Gosh, there are so many things that make bee communities magical. Um, So there are a lot of working parts. Uh, Most people are familiar with the queen bee, and they think that she kind of runs the whole show. But it's really about everybody working together. And while the queen does lay all of the eggs, it's all about what the worker bees are doing. So, I mean, it's hard for me to think of another community, another species that creates their own home and their own food and also has a symbiotic, mutually beneficial relationship with basically everything around it. So not only is it creating that fruit so that we can eat it, but they're going home and creating their own food from that pollen and they're creating their own homes from that pollen and that nectar. And they're incredibly resourceful. They're not wasteful. Every bee has a place in the hive. Every bee does its job to its full extent. And I think that's just something you don't see that often. And um, I think being able to see that helps us think about, you know, how can our communities be more resourceful? How can our communities be more community oriented in the way that everybody has a place, everybody has a voice, everybody is cared for in a greater way? And so that's been really inspirational for us is how can we learn from the little bits and the little specific things bees do to um, help each other be more community oriented. Now, is there a particular type of honeybee that were that you're working with, or are there different species of bees that help pollinate? Yeah, there are lots of different species of bees. We're working with the the honeybees specifically in our hives, but you'll also see, you know, bumblebees are those fuzzy, larger ones that kind of bumble around, and they really are solitary, so less community oriented. Um, There are carpenter bees that you'll see, other ones as well. And then, of course, people always associate the wasps and the hornets, um, which also live a little bit differently, and they create their nests out of different things like paper and not But are they pollinators as well? Um, Yeah, especially those the bumblebees and carpenter bees. And, yeah, they definitely play their part. Um, But the honeybees are responsible for up to a third of what we eat. Usually is what we say, you know, one every three bites that you eat was probably pollinated by a honeybee. So I understand, you know, you've got, you said you graduated yeah. um, and you're going off to Minneapolis in the fall. Is that correct? Well, I'm actually, so I'm from Minneapolis, just graduated from Marquette. And in the beginning of August, I'll be going out to Tacoma, Washington. And I'm doing a year with the, with the Jesuit Volunteer Corps. I have an AmeriCorps position and I'll be working out there. And one amazing thing is that there's a church down the road from where I live that has a bee project. So I think there was a little bit of fate involved there. A little synergy happening. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Do you hope to continue with apiary studies? Yes, absolutely. I think that bees are a really amazing unifier for people and that um, when you think about how we all are connected to the plight and cause of bees, you can really bring together some different perspectives that aren't usually in the same room. You know, whether it's a a beekeeper who's been beekeeping for 15 years or a college student or somebody who just got, you know, just got housing after being homeless for five years or a kid from down the street. You know, when you're all on the roof and looking at bees, we're all learning together and we're all thinking more seriously about our part in our environment um, and in our city. So I think that it's something that I can stay involved in wherever I am. 
Are but, you hoping that the people that you work with here, that they'll take up urban beekeeping? Yes. So, I mean, the great thing about urban beekeeping is that there's a spectrum of involvement. Maybe you just want to be someone who has a small victory garden and you're more conscious of what you plant. Or maybe you want to help out, you know, on the roof of the church down the street and you want to learn a little bit, little bit more about bees before you get your own hive. Or maybe you're ready to jump right in um, to and get a hive and take care of it. So there's a range and we find that people kind of inch closer and closer. Um, and then when they do get that hive, we like to help them out and make sure that it's thriving. Say I you know, decide I, I have a little patio on my backyard and I've got some trees and there are certainly birds around and, I, and I've seen butterflies and that sort of thing. How do I set up a little hive, both for myself, if I want to harvest the honey, but also to make sure that the bees are healthy? Sure. There are a variety of people in the city, like, for example, Charlie, the beekeeper I work with. Charlie Keenan? Yes, Yes. Charlie Keenan. Mm -hmm. um, He could help you get set up with a hive. It'd be a specific type of hive, like you said, based on what you want. If you were more focused on, you know, a little bit of honey and pollination for your neighborhood, he'd probably set you up with a top bar hive. He'd position it in a good spot for you that's considerate of where the bees come and go. And beyond that, this is what Charlie would say, is being a beekeeper is about being a pattern recognitionist. And so what you generally do is you're trying your best to let the bees be and do what they do because they know it better than we do. And then you're taking note of what's going on inside the hive so that you can help them do their job better. So when you're looking through, you're noting, you know, where are the baby bees and where are they storing honey and where are they bringing in pollen? And is it getting a little bit crowded in the hive? And do you need to add a bar or two so they can grow out um, to avoid a, you know, a swarm in your neighborhood to have your neighbor call on you? That's the kind of thing that, that creates healthy bees and creates a nice little supply of honey for you and your neighbors at the, at the end of the season. So if people want to come to the church and see the hives that are there, can they just show up or come come for lunch, that sort of thing? Yeah, I would say come for lunch or, you know, on Sundays we try to do, you know, after church and after lunch, sometimes we bring groups up for tours. You know, feel free to drop us a note too. You know, today we had a group of 27-year-olds from another church up the street and, you know, the next day we might have a group, you know, of 10 you know, elderly people from down the road. So we're really open to anybody who wants to come see the bees as long as they've got a curiosity. Well, I am so happy that we were able to get in touch and and get you in here to talk about this. Thank you so much, Maggie. I appreciate it. Thank you. Maggie Stang just graduated from Marquette University and will be heading west to Tacoma, Washington this summer, where she'll spend the next year as an AmeriCorps volunteer. She's one of the 12 people featured in the local lights cover story of this month's Milwaukee magazine. The beehives that Maggie spoke about are on the roof right under the steeple of Redeemer Lutheran Church, which is at the corner of 19th and Wisconsin. You can find out more at wuwm.com. That's also where you can find all the parts of our summer-long agriculture series called Full Plate.